So, gamer era. Game. How how we calibrate gamers? Game. How's our year been so far? How's the how's the year of gaming been going for you so far, David? Uh, the year of gaming. Well, I have a complaint to register, Sam. I have a complaint to register right now. This is a this is the home of gamers. This is the home of complaints. This is the home the home of. Uh, this is a of, home of life. This is a home. This is all a home walks of, life. of life. No matter how you game, no matter where you play, no, we're all connected by our love of the controller. Um, <laughs> I have been playing recently uh, a game by the name of Lego Marvel Superheroes Two. Um, I bought this game in the January sales, thinking, "Oh, you know, it'd be nice to have a a nice relaxing kind of, you know." Can it switch your mind off? Can you know Lego can experience just to, mm-hmm. just to, you know end of the day you throw it on do whatever that game is. It it's not it's it, the the problem I have with this game is that you know the Lego games are you know you your your diamond dozen Lego game is like you go into a level you like yeah punch a load of of like scenery and then you have like a kind of an awkward kind of boss fight and then. Then you're done. This game introduces so much of what I dislike about like modern Lego games. Um, yeah. A health bar for the bosses, which it's it's, it's yeah. kind of silly. Um, the problem I'm having is that the the AI for like the partner characters in the game is it, it it's shambolic. Let's put it that way. It's shambolic. Uh, I'll give you an example. Earlier on, I was playing this level where. You take control of the Inhumans, like Black Bolt and Medusa and stuff. And there's a bit where you have to like fire at this uh, like Sentinel kind of thing um, mm-hmm. to get into like, the actual level. Um, but you have to like fire at it from range because you can't get too close. And literally, I kept trying to like fire at it, and my AI partner kept standing in front of me as I was firing. So I just kept yeah. hitting her instead of hitting the, like the actual villain. Oh man. Yeah, I was just looking it up because I I always get the confused because they did so many sequels to superhero Lego games. There was like Lego Batman two. There was uh there was a Lego Avengers at some point, which I always mm. got confused with Marvel superheroes. Mm. Uh, I feel like there was a Lego. Was there some kind of DC thing they did? They did, okay, so they they did a uh, Lego Marvel superheroes as a Lego like like Lego Batman. I think the only Lego Batman one, which I think two was at the same time as well, and yeah. the Marvel one. And the Marvel one was like, I think it was like a, like a big deal for them. So they did oh, a yeah. sequel. I've got, I've got the, <laughs> I've got the list <laughs> in front of me now, the spreadsheet. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this is what I was going to say though. Is that um, yeah, when you said bosses that have health bars, it's like the Lego games aren't like the the, the <laughs> engine that they've been carting around since like 2005. It's like it's it's just you go there, you push a button, you change the mm-hmm. character that does a thing, you smash some things. That's it. Like the closest thing they have to bosses are like sort of scripted events where you get near to them and they like run off and then they they run into a wall and it's over. Or mm-hmm. you you manipulate a crane and you like draw blocks on them. They really love doing that in some of the Lego games. Oh, I, I yes. like hop straight from like. <laughs> Lego Star Wars 2 to Lego Batman. I was like, this is the same puzzle, but all right. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how many of the things I've had to do so far have been literally uh, like quick time events and then uh, a very, very slow like in-game. I'm in cutscene, but like it'll yeah. pan over like, like a crane moving for like 30 seconds <laughs> and then dropping something and then 
a box, it drops, explodes, and it's pieces you have to build with, and they're holding that, that shot for like another 15 seconds. It's like like a minute's gone by now without you know, even being able to like take over the game again. And then you can go and build something, and then there's another like 20 seconds of you seeing the consequences of building that thing that you have to use, mm-hmm. and then you can use it again. It's stuff like that, but like those games, like I've played because I played Lego Batman 3 uh, a couple of weeks ago as well, just because I'm on that kind of kick, and that has the same problems as well. Of like they're so needlessly complicated compared yeah. to what, what they used to be. It's like it's <laughs> it's, it's just like, like the open world aspect of these games is so pointless. Yeah, and it's, like, the, the absolute nadir is um. I like I played like the the Lego Star Wars you know complete thing like a, like when it came out, and that yeah. was fine. Like that was fine. That like that one kind of it kind of fixed some of the problems, but like, the open world it's like such a, a vast open world. But it's so empty and like so yeah. like, it's just it's it's not worth the gaming year that it's in. Is all I'll say. Yeah, we should definitely do some kind of like proper deep dive on Lego stuff. I am looking mm-hmm. at the list and like. I'm I'm looking at dimensions and I'm like that is I you know just get one of those little um fobs that you can get off like AliExpress or whatever and just like load that shit full and like let's go. Um, my mm-hmm. sister had a had a physical copy on Xbox 360 that I nabbed because I was like, well, fair enough. I'm probably going to play this at some point. But um, you know, she didn't know that you needed the portal or the figures or anything. I have a Bart Simpson that I bought at Poundland about five years ago. But I took to the counter and it was five pounds. That was like the start of Poundland, like betraying themselves. <laughs> That's so for five pound land. That's not for. It was I. Yeah, I was outraged. I mean, it's Lego, so like you know, five pounds for a mini pig mm. is <laughs> the rate of exchange. That's actually pretty good. But sorry, um... sorry I just I just had it into my head because we're both fans of Everett True. Uh, mm. Ever true buying a, a, a Bart Simpson minifig at Poundland if we never five pounds and then like bonking the, the cashier said like it's I'll four, give it's you, <laughs> I'll give, give you five pounds <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's changed for a penny just sunk him. um yeah so uh, we should probably explain that so uh a few years ago I think well this comic's over a hundred years old but a few mm. years ago there was a it sort of achieved a new level of virality. This comic called, um, oh God, what is it again? Uh, the oh, Have I forgotten the full name of it? Everett True is the character anyway. Um, it's not The Misadventures. What the hell is it called? Like, live Googling of Everett True. Oh um, my God. The Outbursts of Everett True. Outbursts of Everett True, yes. It was going around on uh, Twitter a few years ago because it's this newspaper comic from literally a hundred years ago. Like the, it started in nineteen twelve or something. Oh five. It, like there's comics where he's like talking about the First World War and there's like war profiteers and he's like that they're like, oh, I'll make the stock prices go up and it's like, who you're gonna sell it to anymore? And he just like socks them out of the frame. <laughs> but yeah, it's this, it's this absolutely gigantic man who just goes around like beating people senseless but it's it's 90% of the time it's like it's like strangely progressive what mm-hmm. you'd expect you see you know it's like and, and it also weirdly timeless there's like stuff where it's like people putting their feet up on the train and stuff and he's stocking the hell out of them um every so often like uh you know the the nature of how old the strip is shine through like there's a lot of ones about um people tying their horses to posts 
So I guess that was a big problem. <laughs> People like tying their horses to posts and like leaving them, like leaving a dog in the car or whatever. Um, but yeah, we just, uh, it, it's popped back up on uh, our collective radars for whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. Over on the uh, the pod to who cast like Discord channel, also on Friendly Mush. Uh, mm-hmm. We've just, we've been enamored. So because Everett True, it, in the spirit of uh, <laughs> Team Boat Willie, entering the public domain this year i i do elect that we adopt everett true as our uh, our mascot to mm-hmm. stand up for the Gamer rights of gamers which are so often <laughs> trampled upon mm-hmm. it's a gamer everett true and he's uh or a, ga- or a game era of game, game, game era game era game everett true game of everett true era <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, this is the brain that brought, brought you Podsa Who Cast. <laughs> this is. <laughs> um, yeah, God. Yeah. Wow. Hell of a tangent. Um, mm-hmm. what, have you, what have you been playing? Yeah. I've been playing uh, Donut Dodo, which is mm-hmm. a. It, it, I will get. I will circle back around to this when we get to the main discussion, but um, mm-hmm. it's like a sort of retro style arcade game. Um, it's got like crazy good music. Um, it's really like fast frenetic pace it's sort of like a cross between donkey kong where you're running about jumping over stuff going up ladders and then also the uh mechanic from bomb jack where you like collect items and then another item will start glowing and if you collect that item then you get a bonus and then if you keep the chain going you get like a gigantic bonus and a ton of lives from it you can just like collect the items in whatever order you want but if you follow like the specific randomized pattern then uh, you get a higher point bonus, but it, it forces you to play a little bit more like spur of the moment. Like you can't just play mm-hmm. every level the same way. Um, it's it's brutally difficult, but um, it's it's really fun. It's like the most I've been sucked into like a sort of traditional console game um, in quite a bit. But yeah, so speaking of the consoles, I thought a good starting point for our inaugural episode would be to sort of talk about handhelds and where those mm-hmm. are at, at the moment because I, part of what i was thinking was i i kept rotating in my mind the idea that like 2022 was like this big resurgence for handhelds right mm-hmm. it was like you had uh the play date near the middle of the year there's a bunch of evercade stuff uh the steam deck came out that year although both play date and steam deck had like massive stock issues um so debatable how much that actually counts i think the analog pocket was right at the end of that year as well but that was another one that's just been like plagued by stock issues um but it was this weird year where you know obviously all through the 3ds and the vita years we'd sort of been hearing about how handheld gaming was on the downturn Mm um so i thought it would just be interesting to talk about like our recent experiences of like sort of handheld gaming because we've both Mm. gotten quite into it um i kind of wanted to start off with talking about my journey last year to try and become the evercade man <laughs> and uh <laughs> follies of that so i spent quite a lot of time talking with david about this because um if you don't know evercade is this platform that came out in like 2020 like may or something so it had a very low-key marketing campaign because nobody was spending money on marketing for whatever reason but it's from these guys, Blaze Entertainment, and they've sort of had the licenses to do these sort of like 
Mega Drive uh, 40 in one game things. They've done some stuff with Atari, I think, Namco. Um, but they usually just do these sort of like plug and play TV games or these like handhelds where you get a bunch of games built in. But this is their sort of attempt to make a sort of console platform where then they sell you the compilations of games a la carte, like literally they're on cartridges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been interesting uh, because it, it, it started fairly strong. I, I was sort of like looking at it out the side of my eye because I didn't have a lot of money to spend on like games and stuff at the time so i was like "Eh, okay i forget how much it launched for i think it was like 100 quid or something and then or 150 and then the the cartridges were like like 18 20 pounds each but i like part of the problem early on was it was like it was decent licenses it was atari and it was namco but it was also like you can kind of get that stuff anywhere but um as it's gone on like the the stuff that comes out on this thing has become like increasingly niche and it's it's kind of fascinating like there's a lot of indie carts um and that was where i actually found out about donut dodo for the first time uh they do this like game of the month thing where they put out a bunch of like indie rom hacks and stuff and like retro inspired games and then that pinged on my radar and i was like oh okay that looks interesting um and over time it was like the sort of weird nicheness of that became quite like enthralling to me like i have a very vivid memory like this time last summer of like messaging david quite excitedly because they were having this big sort of nintendo direct style presentation that talked about like the duke nukem collection they were putting out i don't know if you're aware of how that sort of went down there was a whole sort of weird saga with that no um please do do tell so they've they've done these games where it's like a remaster of the first two duke nukems which you know barely anybody really talks about in comparison to the third game um and this big Mm -hmm. blowout presentation for it, it looked all pretty good um, and then it came out that the person they'd hired to do the art for the box art had uh, run it through an AI, and it was all AI gen. Oh, and God. like when you looked at it real close, <laughs> you were like, "Oh no, yeah, that's." And this is like was still kind of in like uh, conjoined eyes, like six fingers on a hand territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit, a bit of a bad time. Um, but I think one of the hookshot media sites like time extension on nintendo life or something start doing reviews on evoke games and the one that really pinged the radar for me was uh the gremlin collection because i just really like the idea or the, the gremlin graphics collection because i really just like the idea of um a collection that's just called the gremlin graphics collection and you look into it and it's one of these like we're, this is going to be something i feel like is going to come up a lot on this podcast but they're one of these like studios that are like a british institution but like because so much of games history is like american dominated like you've never heard of them it's mm-hmm. like the oliver twins and like the bitmap brothers uh and like codemasters and Eurocom. um it's like you throw you throw gremlin at me i'm like i i have no idea i don't know what <laughs> gremlin is and i like click through to the games and it's like stuff that you would just never see re-released on like virtual console or whatever it's like um let me bring up the list it's they have like a football manager game but it's like a very specific to the ps1 it's one of those ones where they've had to like scrub out all the names as well um there's like mm-hmm. a game boy puzzle game that just I, I i it's it's such a like it was just such an enchanting collection to me because it's like why is this is like 
all the bargain bin stuff that's all been like condensed into one cartridge but then i also kind of love it in a weird sort of hipstery way because it's like it's so like hopelessly niche um and as much mm-hmm. as everyone always sort of gives you like big reading lists of games and they're like oh you know play the classics play your final fantasies your zeldas your god of wars it's like there is something enchanting to me about like picking up this cart that has like all this uh bargain bin fodder that maybe no more than like thirty thousand people ever played and you're like hmm, is there something mm-hmm. in this um as it turns out there probably isn't much in them <laughs> um <laughs> i did eventually pick up a evercade because they announced this new super pocket handheld and i was like okay this is them actually properly committing to it because when they first announced it, i was like they're going to do like 15 carts of this thing and then they're going to discontinue it and you know it's if you've invested in it it's just pointless but it seems like they are making a big push for it um so i picked up one of the old 2020 handhelds and um, it looks promising at first. It's got this fun sort of two-tone white and red, like Famicom reminiscent color scheme. Um, the screen is dreadful. Like I started saying this uh, to David earlier on, like people in the reviews were like, oh, the, the viewing angles are not great. And I was like, well, people said like the PSP 3000 had like a weird ghosting issue. I never personally saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people had issues of like the original DS screen being too dark. I was fine with that. This screen is like invisible unless you're in the like specific like inch. If you're like lying back in bed and you you've got your head propped up on the pillow, you are not seeing that screen properly. It's like all gonna mm-hmm. look really saturated. Half the screen's gonna be dark. I genuinely don't know how they managed to get a like LCD panel that's like that low quality. <laughs> it was like shocking, and that really cut into things. But I'm like so. You know, I, I bought a bunch of games for it and I played around with the hardware for a bit. And like, there's a part of me that feels like I'm not so into it. But then it's like every time I go to like put it in the box to like trade it in or, I, you know, put the carts back on the shelf and I know that they're kind of collecting dust. I feel bad about trading it in because I kind of I do love the idea, you know, mm-hmm. um, of bundling all these games together. Maybe it's, you know, there's one or two games that you've already heard of, but then you get a bunch of other ones thrown in as like a package deal. And it's like, you know, nobody really gave these a chance before. Give them a go now. Um, but I'm, I'm still tussling with that platform, man. Um, and like I've, I sort of took David through it through this last year because uh, there's a surprising amount of people that talk about Evercade on YouTube as well. And it's it's fascinating <laughs> what people get excited about. People are like, mm-hmm. um, they pull out like, they're like, yes, elevator actions on the super pocket. Like, this is going <laughs> to save the platform. And I'm like, I'm sure. I, I don't know. I don't think, the, again, I, when I say save the platform, I don't mean that it's like in a bad light, but it's um, it's very niche. And I think mm-hmm. plays, to their credit, are like aware of that and they're setting modest goals and stuff. I think that was a headline at some point last year that one of the games charted in the top 50 for the first time. It was like the Team 17 collection or something, which doesn't include Worms because Worms is on its own collection, which is called the Worms Collection. And it just has Worms on the Mega Drive, uh, Worms Armageddon on the PlayStation, and this awful Worms like puzzle game for GBA. Uh-huh. Um, they also put these out before they put out the Versus, which was the sort of home console system that has multiplayer. So like, I'm just realizing like that those first two Worms games, you're just playing by yourself. <laughs> And the puzzle game you're playing by yourself as well, but it's like a puzzle mm. game. But like the whole point yeah. of Worms is like you're with a friend and you name yeah. the teams 
Um, I, it's just such a strange platform. And they call it Evercade, but most of the games are like weird, like home console ports and stuff. It's like I get the Atari collection and it's like, oh, Tempest is on this. That's great. And then you boot it up and it's like an Atari 2600 prototype where it looks like a gigantic stretched pair of underpants and you're just like a prawn, like picking across it. It's like they didn't even want to release it at the time. Like, why is this on a cartridge? But again, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's the kind of thing where if you had a big ROM dump list, you wouldn't be as tempted to check these games out. But like, because you mm -hmm. bought a cartridge and there's 12 games on it, and this is one of the 12 games, you're like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like Stockholm syndrome at that point, though. It's just like, what a strange platform. I'm, I'm still like reconciling how I feel about it. I feel bad like coming down on it too heavy. <laughs> but I also like, I don't know. I don't want to give it a softball. It's so strange. I don't know if you've had like any experience of it from the outside, because whenever I, it, it, every time I like look up news about it, it feels like I have to really scour. I have to like, I'm in like a Discord server, like the Evercade Discord server, and like there's people that mm -hmm. like don't know about upcoming releases that have gone to that extent to go in the server. And then they're like, oh, I didn't know this cartridge was coming out. And it's like, how did you not <laughs> you're into the whatever? But um, yeah, just what uh... a strange state. I'm trying to think. Like, the only time beyond like your dispatches from the world of Evercade uh, mm. that I ever see it is like in between, like I'll, I'll be on TikTok and I'll get like a TikTok of like you know, uh, some Reddit post where someone's like, "I cheated on my my wife and I make fifty thousand grand, uh, and now she wants to kill my." It's like all these like, made up stuff. Uh, right. In between like those and like videos of um, like. Grey's Anatomy would like have the screens like subway surfers. I'll get like people being like, here's my Evercade or like here's my whatever and like, you know, here's my pocket, whatever. And you know, yes. but, like go through it. That's the and, thing. Um... People really love putting pools. <laughs> people just take mm -hmm. pictures of the boxes. I, I think part of it, part of why people really like the platforms, they really like collecting. Mm -hmm. I don't think people like the games so much. <laughs> it's really strange. I like. I don't know, man. I do, like as much as I like the idea of having the big like IKEA Billy shelf that you like give your YouTube presentation in front of. <laughs> it's like I you gotta play the games, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and if the games aren't there, then like, what's the point? I, 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 yeah, it's just it's such a strange platform to me. Um, but I'm like kind of enthralled by it at the same time. Like I genuinely boxed it up because I was going to maybe trade in my original handheld because again, the, ha the, the hardware I cannot stand. And mm. I might just pick up like a Super Pocket or the, they did like an EXP model, but that had like its own like problems. It had like screen bleed. and uh, You could like literally see where like bits of the light from the screen was like peeking through the model. Mm -hmm. Some people had battery issues. Um, but like, I, you know, I keep thinking about, oh, I'll trade it in and then, you know, maybe just get something else in the meantime. But then I just like, I look at it at the box. I'm just like, oh man, but it's this little company. They're just trying to, they're just trying to keep the physical dream alive. It's, uh, it's like a Woody and, and, and Andy. It really is. It really is. It, like, I might as well have just written my name on it. I just feel like bound to it. It's really strange. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe some more dispatches about that later in the year mm -hmm. because um, yeah. I'm kind of excited to see where they go because they've 
Um, I think they've already said that they can't do anything with Atari or Namco for a bit because they haven't renewed their licensing agreements. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got like an agreement with this guy like Pico Interactive, who's this guy that like buys a lot of these bargain bin stuff. So he's got the rights to like Glover. Uh, he's got this like PlayStation platformer called like 40 Winks, which is all like sleep themed. Um, it famously has a PlayStation version that has a quote on the cover that says, move over Mario, Nintendo official magazine, <laughs> which is for an N64 version that never came out. It just got canceled. Um, but they were able to put a quote from the Nintendo magazine on the PlayStation version, which I love for them. Mm. Um, uh, they have all this other stuff. They have like um, a bunch of games where they have to like license games. They sort of scrape the serial numbers off. Um, they have like a one of the cartridges I've got has got like a puzzle bobble clone, but it's like themed around like Spanish chewing gum. But I think they just have to rename it like, you know, Candy Pop or something. And famously, they got the rights to. Um, uh charles barkley shut up and jam but they obviously don't have the rights to charles barkley anymore <laughs> so they just replaced him with a guy called joe hoops and it's just like a stock image of some guy that, like hacked into the rom um yeah it, those guys are wild though um, joe hoops it's so good um but yeah with that i, I feel like we should we should pass the the torch over to you david mm-hmm. so how how have you been feeling about uh, handhelds recently i just want to say one thing before we go on mm-hmm. uh ever cage true is uh is, is that, that that could be like the next, <laughs> the next big, big thing <laughs> oh no oh i hate that oh there's so much potential though there's put, so much joe, potential you put joe hoops on there <laughs> For you, Joe. I know who Charles Barkley is. It's like he's born like sixty years after the comic came out. He's uh, definitely going through a, a basketball hoop. Um, yes. <laughs> Good uh, shit. Yeah. Maybe we should take a break and come back. And I'll, yeah, I'll, sure, I'll, sure. I'll... Um, so, hi. Um, I want to talk about something that's kind of it. It, it kind of ties back into what we talked about earlier on about, like you know, the the breadth of of Lego games that you know have been licensed. That like you know, you got like like there's like a Lego game that's just The Force Awakens that they put out, which often baffled yes. me. Um, I remember. Um... That was when stuff was really drying up on Wii mm. U. So Nintendo kept pushing that as one of their big third-party <laughs> games because it was going to be the only ones coming out. It was like that. It was like maybe it was around. They were pushing Sonic Boom at the same mm. time as well, and it was like everyone could, and Devil's Third. Oh, Devil's Third. Oh, oh, Devil's Third is a. I should absolutely like. That's a gamer topic for the future. I'm going to put that on the notes. Holy shit. Okay, right. Sorry, sorry for the side right. Anyway, go on. So, when I was a wee, a wee, 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 wee bubble, whatever, um, like, mm-hmm. the, if you bought, like, anything to do with gaming, it would be from myself and my sister. It wouldn't just be for me, you know, until I think, like, the DS. No, the PS1. I got the PS1 in, like, the height of um, PS2 mania. Um, uh, uh, the hand yeah, 
and I got uh, copies of Shrek Treasure Hunt and uh, uh, what's the other one I got? It was like Shrek Treasure. Oh, it's Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, which is oh, yeah, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. Those are both very. I don't know. There was just a there was a point where PlayStation One games, I swear, just started looking worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they just made them <laughs> worse to make the PS2 look better, or so, or maybe it was just smaller teams or uh, yeah, something. But it's like like Shrek Treasure Hunt. You know, you get past like Metal Gear Solid and stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I know those are games, yeah. bigger games with bigger budgets, but it's like, it, you know, even like Croc 2 it, or something looks mm-hmm. great. And then, Shrek, <laughs> then you get to like 2001. Yeah. And yeah. Shrek Treasure Hunt's like all like spiky, like polygonal mush and like... I heard it was like something like they didn't have proper... A- don't quote me on this, but like I, I heard they didn't have proper access to the graphics API or something. So they like made it on a software renderer, <laughs> which is basically something you do on PC mm. when you like don't have a graphics card. <laughs> It runs like crap. It looks worse. Oh. Um, it might be letterboxed. I think. It, I think it. It just looks like I gotta play. Like that's. The, I'm putting a pin in that. I'm. I'm. I'm going back to that in a later installment as well because I want to play that again. Um. But but yeah. we got. Uh. My sister got like a a, a GBA. Um. At some yes. point, and it was kind of like okay, you can share with your with your brother, you know, do whatever. Um, and mm. we had we only had like three games. Um, and I want to talk about those three because they have something in common, which is that they were all adaptations of uh, kind of early to mid two thousands movies, yes. and that is for me like my my view of the GBA isn't like my friends had GBAs with like Pokemon Emerald yeah. and you know Fire Red and stuff. I, I I saw them play and I was like that's cool, um, but like my my experience with the GBA is through the eyes of these three games. Um, a series of unfortunate events. The yeah. Incredibles. And, oh, I have uh-huh, we can Well, we're going to talk about that, because that one will... We'll, we can oh, yeah. definitely talk about The Incredibles. <laughs> um, and oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and I want to talk about, like, just the state of... Uh, licensed games at that point. Because this, this was, like, yeah. 2004. Four, three, two thousand four. This was like when this was not two thousand four, two thousand five. So yeah. the DS had come out, but like we were still getting like these kind of stragglers of like you know, whatever. Yeah. So I think yeah, I'm gonna start with the Incredibles because it's my least favorite of the three. Uh, it was developed by mm-hmm. by I I did some research. Nope, don't mind. Uh, developed okay. developed by Helix, who like essentially did like all the because it's it's a THQ game. Helix like, essentially yes. like developed all of THQ's like handheld nintendo games at this yeah, point their name sounds familiar um, why did i hear them before? i think they've been absorbed back into thq montreal i don't know um i, I live 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 googling uh <laughs> the, yeah. the automatic uh suggestion when you look them up is the german wikipedia um they were they were okay who okay they developed the jimmy neutron game the lizzie mcguire game uh the cars game. that might have been where i heard them because mm. i was i was watching a uh, nitro rad went on like a big tangent of jimmy neutron games a while back and there's they did like a i think they did a 3d jimmy neutron game on oh, God. <laughs> 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 but it's like one of those games where it's like this is like objectively a terrible mm. game but like you have to admire mm. it um yeah. but, but what they did was incredible <laughs> incredibles which as you know is uh mm. it's like the the it's a beat-em-up. It's a, beat it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up where, like, the, yeah. the combat is, like, so incredibly, like, 
tedious and repetitive that like it gets to the point it's so everything feels so light yeah. like there's no impact to like anything you... i think that's the first uh beat em up i played actually Same. like by proxy mm-hmm. and it's like i've you know since then i've played like streets mm-hmm. of rage and stuff and gotten really like streets of rage is like one of my favorite series mm-hmm. um but that was years and years and years and years after that i've never really connected the two mm-hmm. but this but this one like there's like a, a whole thing where you can like punch someone until like they've like you know, they've knocked out you can keep punching them and like mm-hmm. keep, keep them in the air for like and so it's not like not a feature it's like it's just like a weird thing like if you keep hitting someone yeah. you can keep them like volleying them up in the air as like everyone stands around but like yeah. it's like at the I think at the time I like I I didn't I never finished at the time either. But like the problem is that like you know you get through this like crowd rush of of enemies. Um, some have guns, mm-hmm. and when the ones that have guns, it's like impossible to like you have to like take some damage trying to take them down because they will not stop firing their guns at you unless you like you know you rush them. Oh god! Um, yeah. But like, like the like the boss battles and like, because it's a game. It's one of those games where like, there's no save system either, so it's like all password based. And like, there's like a, a the boss battle. Like I, I did, I played because I replayed all all three of these through uh, certain methods. Um, the boss battles. I got through two of them. The the bomb voyage one. Um, it, he mm. it's like in the it's like in like a small like bank vault like in the movie. Like he, he'll like run out and you get like a chance like you know punch him a couple of times and he's like he's like yeah. like ha 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 <laughs> and then he'll like he'll like throw a bomb at yeah. you and it'll knock you down and then he'll send in goons and you beat the goons and he runs back out and you get like two more punches and he throws another bomb at you and he runs back so it takes like 10 minutes like to take him down and then like the other boss battles are like the big like the big kind of big circular robots the robots if you will mm. um like you get you like you like punch their heads when they click they come down like they're they're like upside down robots and the head will come down and you like run over and punch the head but like the head will come down for like five seconds and then go back mm. up and then you have to wait like another like 30 seconds for the head comes back down again and then you, yeah. you like beat that one and you're like okay that's great look that's done and <laughs> immediately the next level is you fight it again only this one has a gun that you can't dodge yeah <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I think the 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 thing is, whenever someone has a projectile weapon or a gun and a beat em up, it's just like you you can't like juice. You can't do that too well. Mm-hmm. You can't like just have enemies with those constantly. I just remember just constantly getting knocked mm-hmm. down, and it's usually stuff you can't see on the screen mm-hmm. because the resolution of the GBA is so low. It's, it, yeah, um, it's it's just it's so aggravating and so infuriating as a as an like a an experience. Um, it, mm. And it's just it's just not very well put together. Um it but it has one of my favorite things that all three of these things have, which is that, you know, to approximate cutscenes, they just take like really like low resolution screenshots of the movie and like put a border on it and put text being like, you know, and Mr. Incredible had yeah. to go to the, the bank. And he saw he saw yeah. this guy here and he fought it's it's you know, it it's yeah. kind of quaint in like a in the same way that, like, you know, a, a painting of dogs playing poker is kind of quaint. Or, like, you don't really know yeah. who is like, benefiting from having this thing in front of them, but it's still it's still <laughs> quite comforting to, to know that, like, they tried. Um, yeah. The the next one I want to talk about, because well, there's nothing much else to talk about that one, as, as you well know, it's just, it's just, it's the Frozone, yeah. the Frozone level of that game. 
where like you're on like a track and you have to press like A or B to like make you know a ramp appear so you can like go to the next level. God. And like it's, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. the the next one I talk about is um a series of unfortunate events um which came out like right when the DS was like much no no it didn't it yeah. was it came out like around the time the DS was like you know launching um yeah it's it's another all these games are like side scrolling like you know this one's like a side scrolling platformer with like and has an interesting mechanic in it which I get to it's up by um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's published by Activision. It was developed by a, a company called Grip, Grip Tonight Games. Oh, Grip now Tonight. Now Glue Mobile. That's another They're called Glue Mobile now. I know them very well for a specific reason. But Go if, on. If go on. No, I don't. Go, give um, me the... They did work on... Again, why do I have this knowledge in my head? They did a lot of work on, I believe, the handheld conversions of Sims games, mm-hmm. like specifically the GBA ones, which are batch um like they're much more like role-playing games than anything which you know kind of makes sense given that it's all about balancing stats and stuff in the sims but they have these like really weird stories um that, it's this pre-rendered graphical style where like you can't really see anyone's face i had um i don't know if they worked on it specifically but i have because i know they did i'm double checking i'm thinking of the right developer here because i might be showing my ass uh Yes, they did the herbs and the Sims busting out. Oh, GTA. the herbs! Yeah, the herbs. Uh, the herbs, I think, <laughs> turned into a DS launch title, mm-hmm. which was just one of those games where it was literally the GBA game, but then it had just like touch mm-hmm. mini games going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they did those um, Harry Potter GBA uh, RPGs on Game Boy Color and GBA, I think, or just GBA. It looks like actually. Oh no, no, they did. They did the Game Boy Color version, uh, which are apparently quite good. Although the first one's quite grindy. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I really love. I for some reason I have all these like B teams like stuck in my head because I just always find it fascinating when they get handed these projects mm-hmm. and they go like weirdly hard on them. Um, but yeah, go on. Grip tonight. Grip tonight. Uh, a series of unfortunate mm-hmm. events. Um, I saw Glue Mobile worked on some Call of Duty games as well. I'm not sure what capacity that was. Um, but series. Yeah. They're, they're an Activision yeah. studio. Yeah. It's a Call of Duty. Boys <laughs> <laughs> for Bob are working on Call of Duty now. It's it's awful. Um, the thing about about series of unfortunate events, um, is that it has a very strange. Like, Basically, if you want to interact with stuff, um, you have to press like the or button, and then you get like a menu of like you can pick something up, or you can talk to someone, okay. or you can you can activate a lever. Um, yeah. Which they do, they they do kind of the shortcut in where like after like the opening, the opening level is like you have to run on a beach and like jump on mm. platforms to grab like skimming stones, and then you do like you do like a, a skimming stone mini game that has like no bearing on like what you're doing at all. You just like, these skimming stones like like a, like a minute. Um, yeah. The the thing about this one is that like it's a platform, but it's like a real like you know it's kind of very like backtrack heavy. Um, basically, what happens is like you know you you get put into the 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 count Ol- the the count Olaf house, um, the the earliest <laughs> TikTok house, uh, the, the count <laughs> <laughs> mansion. Uh... Um, you get put into Count Olaf's house like straight away. Um, and yeah. you, have to, you have to like build inventions to do stuff. So like for Violet, you build a. I've never seen a single like frame of this game, but oh, I can just see it in my yeah. head. 
they just all felt like they came out of the same factory. Mm. It didn't matter who was developing them, who mm-hmm. was publishing them, what the license was. It does look, I will admit, it looks quite cheap for a GBA game, which I suppose it was because this was like like late 2004. This was like, you know, yeah. people weren't really like clamoring for for a GBA port of a series of fortune events. So it's got like mobile games. It looks game exactly sprites. like what I'd expect it to look like. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Shrek game. On, mm-hmm. It probably was the same developers, actually. The mm-hmm. Shrek game, Shrek 2 on GBA. Oh, Shrek 2, Shrek 2 on GBA almost made it in because I, I, I started playing that recently. Um, yeah. Uh, by playing... I played that. You can you yeah. can beat the final boss by just standing in a corner <laughs> for two minutes because it just it never hits you. Ugh. Um, spent half a game just pushing mushrooms around. Oh god, yeah, I, I wretched game. I had to yeah. give up at some point because it was um, it was, it was like the, when you like unlock the second book and you're doing like the puss and like the the early like puss and boots level or whatever, and you're like in the castle. I couldn't get the jump yeah. to work. Like I kept missing a jump, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm 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 too old to be doing this right now. Uh... Um, and then they made a they made a sequel to that game. They were so happy with that game. They made a sequel where you just play as Puss in Boots. <laughs> Shrek Two, Beg for Mercy. Why? Uh, actually, it might be the same people because the jumping in this game is like pixel perfect. So if you the style looks the same, it's got this it, weird like pre-rendered style. Yeah, it, it's like it looks it, like I like uh, the Sims games. It's it looks like someone's pixelated them out of, out of like decency. For like you know, trying to identify like Timothy Spall's little, little face as he's walking along a beach. Um, yeah, yeah. The character, yeah. the dialogue portraits look quite good, and I'm also enjoying that I clicked on one of them with like you know Jim Carrey's mm. Count Olaf, and like Bing has automatically <laughs> put a bunch of Fire Emblem games next to it because <laughs> it like thinks they look similar, <laughs> which again, kind of love. They should. Well, that's 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 the new DLC for the new new Fire Emblem is is the Count Olaf house. Um, they fit in well, honestly. <laughs> they fit in well in Fire Emblem. There's, mm. all, like, I mean, it's all about like raising like, um, from Awakening onwards, you like father children or you know mother children mm. or whatever. Children travel through time. You like have babies, and then the, they travel through time, and then they can help you in your battle. Mm. So they don't have to explain why they're like you know fourteen <laughs> in like an mm. instant. But but, um, but do they make? An invention that actually throw apples at like very big bald men who are like walk, walking. The thing, okay, so see the thing is, yeah. Fire Emblem has the the weapon triangle, and they mm-hmm. haven't found a place to put <laughs> the <laughs> apples throw. throw apples at people. It's like maybe that's an archer, maybe that's a lance user. I don't know. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Point point one for series of mm-hmm. The the thing with the with the combat in this game is that like, uh. It, it so there's there's like three or four different kinds of enemies. There's like this big burly bald man. There's this guy in overalls. There is uh like gray spiders and there's uh red spiders and there's bats as well actually. But the thing is, you like take out like you like you take out like the the big bald man and like all these spiders and stuff because the spiders are like will like, come down. The gray spiders are like are like one hit KO. The red spiders are two hits, and they they like spit like webs at you and stuff. And like you'll take them all out, and you're like okay, that's fine, that's done. And you'll walk off to the, like one side of the screen, and they'll come back in, and they'll all respond like immediately. And it's it's just it's so infuriating as well because like the apples are yeah. the shooting mechanic with the apples are like you have to really be precise about where you're firing those apples, otherwise it's just like it's just a crapshoot. Um, it's a very floaty. I think it's definitely got some Shrek Two vibes because it's it's very floaty, jumpy kind of platform where you have to like the early mission is like you have to 
build a water gun to spray water on a big pile of bricks and then fix a window. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and then you go out of, of you make you build the window and you have to like go out you need to like go out, go into this like completely random vent in the wall, grab a paint yeah. scraper from like the end of this level that's like an like a chimney uh yeah. open like like open this painted shut window go outside jump all the way across this platform to fix yeah. a pulley go back inside go back all the way to the house to go into the chimney to spray the chimney clean and then go back outside again to get it's it's like it's it's like it it keeps you busy but like it's very like yeah. you gotta backtrack and you gotta remember where everything is um and it's it like it's it's, it's very awkward um the the music is good though. i like the music Um, but my favorite one, my favorite one of the three, would have to be Charlie and Chocolate Factory, which came out uh, when the DS was like fairly, you know, it, yes. DS was fairly, oh, uh, yeah. So it's really like, you know, this is like a holdover. The art style is like, it's it's very stylized as well compared to like the other two. The other mm. two are like, you know, they're they're kind of trying. Um, this one, uh, I I I was very surprised to see that this was made by Digital Eclipse. Uh, and published, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, and published by Two K Games, but like, like it, it's, it's got, it's got, it's got what the umph. Yeah, how did those guys work together? <laughs> they were like, do you want to make try a chocolate factory? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, the the whole premise of the game is that like, it's it's again, it's like a side scrolling platformer. Um. And like the other two, like I forgot to mention, in terms of the, the cutscene thing of you know, like stills from the movie in series of unfortunate events, it puts like this yeah. grainy, um, like old timey film filter over everything to make it look like it's like you know, oh, it's an old timey film, um, which makes Fair no enough. sense because the, the actual film doesn't really do that. But here again, it's it's just like normal stills, which leads to one of my favorite bonuses. Uh, so in like the game, you have to like. Um, in like the normal levels, you have to collect twenty five like small candies to unlock. I didn't even know what it unlocked first. I'll get back to it because it, it, it didn't be that. It will unlock something. <laughs> um, yes, but you also have to do this thing. We don't have to, but it helps. Um, you collect. It's like Donkey Kong Country. You collect the letters W O N K N A, um, mm. and if you collect them, you unlock mini games. I play two of them. One of them is like you have to grab Oompa Loompas from a, a vat of melted chocolate. Um, mm. which is it's 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 just like a, a claw game, and the other one was like the game and watch trampoline game, but like we have to bounce uh violet blueberries, like blueberry people oh, into they into that. doing that, didn't they? They did. Uh, like those mini games that would just be game and watch <laughs> games. I mean, mm. I guess that's how you you bulk it out, mm. it's like whack a mole. But or... you also bulk it out this or... way. Um, well, there's also like there's also like levels where you just have to like um. It's a level where you to rescue Augustus Glue from the fudge pipe. That's that's exactly what what Uncle Joe sa- or Grandpa Joe says. Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe says to you. Um, he's like, you got to rescue the glue boy from the, from the fudge. Pipe. Right yeah, it's Uncle Joe. It's Uncle Joe hoops. Is is. It. <laughs> yes. 
god. Um, that would have been amazing. He's, got, um... like, all the kids, every, all their agents are on board. The guy that played Grandpa Joe was like, no, man, no. Oh, no, no way, thank you. I see you um, play Johnny Depp. You know, you know my role. <laughs> There's like bits of the game where like you have to like um you know, like the umpa lumpers are basically like um like you have to like get them to follow you and they'll like activate these switches or they'll stand on these on these like pressure plates or they'll fix like switches or they'll like knock down walls so you can grab like whatever. Um oh, but, like, wait, is this with the umpa lumpers? Yeah, the, the little deep roy umpa lumpers. So it's like lemming? Yeah, basically. But what happens is that at, oh. at one point, um I realized I better look up like why, like because you you have to collect like these little small boxes. And I, was, I didn't know what what it was for, so I looked. I I went back and I started the game again and I was like, oh, you collect twenty five of these, you unlock something in what was termed the Umpa Lumpa photo album. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I don't know what that is. So I went through like, the first level and like I like cleared the first level and I checked, and it's just a really 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 heavily condensed photo of Deep Roy as an Umpa Lumpa that is. Yeah, that's all you do is you open it. It's a, it's a bit of deep for like, the camera. Like, hey, yes. how's it going? That's incredible. Um, I, <laughs> I actually, you know, given digital eclipses, you know, how we know them for doing these like restorations hmm. and stuff, I wonder if that was something where they were like, oh, yeah, we managed to compress all these images into the game, and that's like quite impressive. So, like, yeah, we'll put that yeah. as a monster. <laughs> but, like, as a kid, you're like, wait, is there a picture of deep Roy? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, boy. But it's, the thing about it is that, like, it's like series of fortunate events wherein you have to, like, time your jumps pretty well and, like, get them, like, at the right angle because if you miss, you have to, like, just, it's like you don't take fall damage, but you have to, like, you know, do this whole segment again because you'll have missed like, an important thing. There was a, a point where I, like, you, I had to backtrack the entire level because it was like you had to get, like, an umpa lumpa through, like, each level of the game. Of the, or each like level of the level, like each like physical level, and I missed one, so I had to like, basically like I had to push him down the entire, entire map basically to get him to like into position to do that whole the whole thing. Um, but it's just it's it it like it, it, it. Other than that, like it's pretty it's pretty solid, and like those like those for me were where the GBA were like, you know, it was a machine to play. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was remembering. I was like, oh, yeah, because the whole context of this was this was, this was the free games mm. you had, so it's like... I, I, I play them so... Like, I, I remember playing Charlie in... Like, my mom was doing like a course and I was... I, I think I was like sick that day, so I, I had to come with her and explain to like a load of like middle-aged people like, oh, this is Charlie and Chocolate Factory. You, you jump up here and then being like, oh yeah, that's amazing. You know that's incredible, and I was like, "Yeah, it is," because you know the Oompa Loompas. You you push them into the hair machine, and it cuts all their hair off. And they're like, "Yeah, that's really cool." And I was like, yeah, "I know it is. It's really." Um, but like, like for me, like that was like the GBA was just the movie game machine, you know. And I got the DS. Really I got the is. DS, and like, I don't think I ever used the GBA stuff or anything. Like, like I like we hadn't even, like like thinking about it, we hadn't even seen the Incredibles. So I don't know why we got the Incredibles, but like Charlie and. Series mm. of unfortunate events were like huge movies for us, um, yeah. but like the GBA to me is just, yeah, is just like the like I never I've never played like any like the big you know GBA titles really. Um, I play like I play like oh, I, I think I played Emerald because my friend gave me a copy of Emerald, but like I just I didn't really bother like you know 
because I, I had I had Pearl at that point. I was like I was like I prefer the really slow, awkward, cumbersome game where I had to go through about fifteen menus to get like a a, a HM to work. Uh, I prefer that one to to this game that's actually quite good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's just it that's that's a GBA to me. I played actually as well. I was mm. going to include it here, but I didn't because I only played it this year. Was um the American Idol GBA game. I've which heard is, about this. It's if actually, you, you hit the wrong notes and it yeah, like it goes it, off key, it, which is again mm-hmm. quite technically impressive. It um, is, but the problem is that like the guy they have, the, it's so heavy. The audio is so heavily condensed that like yes. you get like the it, it's like. When it's on key, it still sounds kind of off, and you get to the judges, and it's like Simon Cow's like, "Oh, remember that one? That was a really good idea, great song." And it's like, "It's like, what did you say, Simon?" What? Uh, um, and I mean, like, it, 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 it's very hard. It's very easy to play, but it's very easy to like mess up because, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's. It, but I, I didn't include it because I was like, I. I uh, you know, maybe maybe in the future I'll, I'll come back to it and we'll talk about it then because yeah yeah I was reading recently because obviously there's the whole thing where it's like the GBA doesn't have uh, sound mm-hmm. hardware it it has like the ZX eighty yeah. stuff from the the original Game Boy but like um, if you want your game <laughs> to have like sa- like sampled music or whatever you have to you basically have to sacrifice like CPU. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was somebody found out that if you crash a GBA game and you leave it like hanging for like an hour and a half, it starts just like dumping data through the speaker <laughs> and you can just dump an entire GBA wrong from speaker data. If you like put that in Audacity or something and then like, you know, put it, uh, convert it into a binary, mm. you just you got the wrong. <laughs> so we've secretly had the ability to dump GBA games on like stock hardware for the last 20 years. It's incredible to me. Mm. I don't know why they made that decision because it's like you know, every game just you know they were always gonna have compressed sound and stuff because I don't think most GBA games are like bigger than like maybe eight megabytes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, the more you spend, uh, the the bigger you want the game to be, the more you spend on ROM. So it's like all the the licensed stuff would just go with the cheapest thing possible, like what we see on Switch now, mm-hmm. which would make them even more compressed. But the fact that that also has to be run through, like, the CPU. I think the N64 is quite similar, which is why that's such, like, a MIDI-heavy console. Um, Yeah, GBA is just such a weird one. I do think pound for pound, it's like, you know, people talk about the big first-party games and the RPGs and the the, the slew of Mega Man games on that platform. Mm. There's, like, six Mega Man battle network games. And, like, in the later ones, they they start doing the two version thing like with uh pokemon um so there's like 10 battle network games and there's all these mega man like zero games and stuff it's the multi-carts in particular all the the like two and one and the three and ones and it would sometimes they just bundle together the weirdest games mm. yeah so strange and that platform was only around for you know about three years all said and done you know, I want to fall. It was the the Princess Diana of of handhelds. You know, it burnt brightly for a short period of time, but it, it's always in our hearts. It's like Captain Tom as well. You know, it, it's we all we all we all enjoyed the. <laughs> I don't know what the Captain Tom <laughs> games the, the, would be. Probably like the PS, like something that was around mm, for a while. The, the only, only game problem um, it, it around for a while, but only game prominence when 
the people who were around us yeah. started to push it in the media to make money off it. Um, yeah, what's yeah. what's the illegal spa of 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 games? I wonder. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe the the the, the guy, the wee the, mini, uh, the Gizmondo <laughs> guy that crashed a Ferrari or something. <laughs> I'm really trying to think. I mean, the Wii, the Wii, the Wii Mini <laughs> has a kind of Captain Tom vibe because it 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 just happened. Like the the Wii was around for a while, and then this discless version or yes. this Wi-Fi free version came around, and yeah, and, and, and just happened. I guess. Um, I was going to say they only launched the, it in yeah. Canada. It's like how they sent it across <laughs> the Barbados. <laughs> God. It's just so like insular. I, I love your fixation of Captain Tom. Cap- it's just... Captain Tom is is is, is, is something so inherently it's funny. It's so emblematic of like everything that was like going wrong during COVID. Like people going outside. That, like I'm sorry. I people had to go at me for being cynical about it at the time, but the clap for Kara's oh, thing was yeah. so bad. Mm. It was wretched. Um. Anyway, this this could not have less to do with like games. So. <laughs> Um, in a way. <laughs> um, okay, so what's so the thing that I was thinking when we pitched this, when I was making the pitch to David for like some sort of framing devices for this, was sort of we make our pitches for whatever interest we've got in games at the moment, and then we try and see if there's some sort of grand message. I'm definitely seeing some connective tissue between the license stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's like <laughs> maybe, maybe we, um, we get uh, AI Socrates in on that, and it's like it, a, a thousand poor games is better than one great one. It's like the opposite of like the Shigeru Miyamoto quote that everyone attributes to him, like the delayed games. It's like no, I, I want all the I want all the slot. Give it to me. Um, a life is better lived uh, with many experience, many poor experiences um, than one truly great one. The mean of games is. Uh, Condensed deep Roy photographs in a on a GPA car. <laughs> it truly is. Um, it ever. Truly yeah, is. you know AI guys would be going crazy for that mm-hmm. image compression on GBA stuff. Mm-hmm. So look at this art I made, guys. It's like <laughs> put a, G, a JPEG on the GBA. Good job. I gotta get a photo of, of that deep Roy photo for 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 social reasons because. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll. I've probably have told a uh, fair listener that there's a fair amount of lore, uh, which will be expanded upon in time. I'm sure uh, we've already gone into Everett True. I feel like if we if we go into AI Socrates, it's going to be way too much for the first episode. Captain Tom, e- Everett True, um, and AI Socrates are like yes, yeah. the trifecta of the wise old, ma- the free wise old man. When you die, the, the, you're judged at, at the gates by Everett True. <laughs> brilliant yeah <laughs> perfect put a seal on it the holy trinity um excellent um so yeah that was uh that, that was the inaugural episode of game mm-hmm. era um thank you very much for listening mm-hmm. david where can we find you on social yeah, you can find me uh at f-e-w-p-a-t um everywhere everywhere you can also find us on backlogged um, if you oh, want to get the true. Yeah. of everything we've talked about, we there. have been putting it on backlog. Mm. Uh, and uh, Blue Sky, where you also find uh, Ever True. I was going to say, you also have Captain Tom, but I realize that's probably a bit morbid. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, 
cool yeah and um i've been sam um you can find me as sammy crow on most platforms sammy underscore crow because i'm still clinging to life on twitter but uh Mm -hmm. i'm also on blue sky and yeah we are a proud part of the friendly mush podcast uh network as well uh where you can also find potter who cast which david hosts with his co-host michelle um, I've also been on a couple episodes and uh, quite a few other friends have been on. Mm-hmm. You guys, at the time we're recording, you've just finished the specials. So Series mm-hmm. five's coming up soon. Uh, it is. We just spoke today about when we're going to do that because uh, there might be a bit of a, a change in in, in plan. I'll, I'll let you know off mic what that is. Um, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. OK. And then uh, the Friendly Mosh uh, Network also has uh, quite a few other podcasts, Format Landlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have an X-Files podcast as well. I should have committed this to my head. <laughs> I was hoping I'd be able to just rattle them all off the dome. Um, yeah, just, you know, have a have a route around, get stuck in. There's a lot of deep dive stuff. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, I don't really have a sign off. Uh, game mm-hmm. on. Keep gaming. That's like um strictly come dancing. It's keep dancing. Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. Gamer Bruce Forsyth will be will be will be will be here. Will be here okay, next we have time. to cut it there. We have to cut it there. I'm not going to <laughs> the game of Bruce Forsyth. Nice nice to game you to game you nice. Um, uh, <laughs> didn't he didn't he do well? Didn't he do well? <laughs>